Hello, folks. Thank you for listening to Christ Church at Grow Farm Sermon Podcast. As we enter into Holy Week, we will be hearing messages from our Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday services. If you would like more information about Christ Church at Grow Farm, or would like to connect with our pastors, staff, or ministry leaders, I would encourage you to visit our website, ccgf.org. Enjoy the messages from this week. Grace and peace to you. Listen, we have a problem. Make no mistake about it. We have sinned. We're liars and cheaters. We battle, we rage against one another. We stumble and we fall, and we fall hard. We perpetuate hatred. It's the kind of people we are. We take way more than we give. We deceive, we connive, we rebel against God. We're enemies of Him. The Book of Common Prayer states it this way. This is from a prayer that some of you will be familiar with, a prayer of confession. Let me read you a bit of this. We have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. Have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Do you hear the words? Lost sheep. No health in us. Miserable offenders. Listen, this is the state of humanity apart from Christ. It's dire. We are separated from God. Let's make it personal. You are distant from God apart from Jesus. Let's not make it a generalization that somehow you excuse yourself from. You're separated from God. You're distant from Him. Oh, have mercy on us, God. Nevertheless, we hear the final words of Jesus as recorded in the Gospel of John 19. I'll be reading to you verse 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. There is incredible significance of these words. They're more significant than I have the ability to cover here tonight. But we can understand the life and the death of Jesus by combining the gospel accounts. And so I want to take you from the gospel of John to Matthew's gospel. Because here we have 
the same account, the same moment recorded. But there's a bit more detail, and I, and I want you to see this detail. Listen to Matthew 27. Considering this it is finished moment, I'm going to read verses 50 and 51. When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. John Guest just talked about that. And at that moment, the it, it is finished moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks split. So as Jesus cries out, it is finished, God expresses the significance of the it is finished moment in a very unique way. Jesus' death triggers, did you catch this? It triggers an event that explains the power of Jesus' death. And that has to do with the curtain. Did you catch this? It says at the moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. As Jesus said, it is finished. The curtain. The curtain, as if there's only one. Well, in the temple, likely there were more than one curtain. But there was no other curtain that had the significance of the one that was torn in two. This curtain that we're talking about was the inner veil before the Holy of Holies. Let me describe it to you. It, it had magnificent colors. Blue and purple and scarlet. It said that thousands of snails gave their lives for the color which was spectacular on that curtain. It was made of the finest possible linen. There was no finer linen in the world than that of the curtain. It was made by the finest craftsmen. And this curtain was hung on gold hooks. No expense spared. And within the hooks, the rod which held it were wood beams that were overlaid with pure gold. And it hung, again, before the Holy of Holies. Imagine, if you can, the magnificence, the splendor, the extravagance of this curtain. It was heavy. It had the feel of something that was, that was rich. It was that kind of piece. And, and again, it was hung before the Holy of Holies. Now, what is the Holy of Holies? The Holy of Holies is the heart of Solomon's temple. The innermost place of worship. The Holy of Holies contained the Ark of the Covenant. I'm not talking about Noah's Ark. This is a different kind of Ark. This Ark was a large chest. It was gold-plated. There were two angels atop the Ark of the Covenant. And within it, there were three items. You know what they were? We had the Ten Commandments, the tablets of the Ten Commandments. We had a jar of manna in the Ark of the Covenant. And also Aaron's budding rod. And so it was thought that this conveyed how the people of Israel were taught, how they were fed, and how they were led. 
But most significantly, this Holy of Holies, which contained the Ark of the Covenant, was important because it represented God's presence to the people. That's why it's the Holy of Holies. And this great curtain hung before the Holy of Holies. Now, what was the curtain there for? What's it supposed to do? Here's what it was intended to do. Its purpose was to separate. The curtain's purpose was to separate the holy place, which was incredibly special in and of itself, from the holy of holies. The curtain was there to separate between what was unclean and that which was pure and clean. The curtain separated that which was profane from that which was holy. It was a physical barrier which separated the people from the holy presence of God. The curtain was a major deal in the temple. And I want to tell you this, when you hear about the curtain and how it separates the people from the holy presence of God, I want to take you back to what I said when I started this message, and that's this, there's our problem. Bingo. The problem is that we, because of our sin, because of our lies, because of our hatred, because of our raging battles, because of the fact that we stumble and fall, because of the fact that we, we take way more than we give and we connive, because of all this, we are separated from God. This is the reality. We have a problem, and it's a major problem. Now, this, uh, this Holy of Holies was actually a place where once per year, on the Day of Atonement, one person, a person who was ritually pure, could enter in. This would be the high priest. And he would take blood, and he would sprinkle it on the atonement slate of the ark. I want you to picture that. The curtain would be pulled back just enough for this person to enter in. And they'd enter in with blood. The only way that they could enter in, the only way that they could see fit to appease God's righteousness and that which the law demands was to come before the altar with blood and to sprinkle it on there. To make atonement for the problem that the people had. So listen, we put this together for you. When Jesus, in 1930 of, of the book of John, cries out, it is finished. It is as if God himself tears the curtain from top to bottom. This imposing, venerable artifact was damaged beyond repair. It couldn't be fixed. The curtain was torn. And it was no longer able to perform the function for which it was intended. This was an intentional thing. And it happened precisely as Jesus said, it is finished. You know what this means? It means that no longer is there a barrier to God. No longer 
is the problem insurmountable for you and for me? You see, what was accomplished by Jesus' death on the cross was access to God the Father. Through Jesus, through His blood shed for us, His blood accomplishes the forgiveness of sins, that which the blood that they sprinkled on the altar could never, ever do. Jesus, His blood, gives us access to the Father. He is our atonement. And the righteousness of the believer is established through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, what Jesus says is come to me. Come to me because it is finished. The curtain, the thing that separates you from God has been taken away. And so listen, we have a major problem, but now because of Jesus, because it is finished, we have a major victory. Do you hear me? No longer are we held by lies. Do you hear me? No longer are we the people who must rage in war against one another. Those who are laid low, guess what? They get back up because it is finished, because the separation between people and God is no longer an issue because of Jesus' body and His blood on the cross. Hatred turns to love because of who Jesus is. We are restored to one another. We are friends of God through Jesus Christ. This is the good news. This is the power of it is finished. Let me tell you, it is finished. You're reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Someone get excited in here because God has done a miracle through us, for us through Jesus Christ. It is finished. What an incredible thing. The curtain has been torn in two. That which separated us from God. The sin that kept us from Him through Jesus Christ has been taken away. I want to point out one more thing to you. In this Matthew passage, which is a companion to what I read to you in John, it is finished. There's something else that happens subsequent to Jesus saying it is finished and the curtain being torn. Listen to this in, in Matthew 27, verse 54. There was a centurion there, a Roman. And when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that happened, the rocks splitting in two, Jesus crying, it is finished. When they saw that, they were terrified. And they exclaimed, surely, surely he was the Son of God. Amen. Imagine this. Here's a, a centurion, a Roman, most likely godless. And what does he do? He sees all that's happening. He sees the rock splitting. He feels the earth shake. He sees Jesus and how he died. And he looks up at the cross. And here's what his response is. He worships God. He says, surely, I, I imagine him falling to his knees, surely this was the Son of God. So let me tell you, in light of everything you've heard tonight, and wow, we've heard powerful things. We've heard Jeremiah talk about how Jesus died because it was either him or it was us. We've heard John Guest get up here and talk about how Jesus committed his spirit into God's hands. We've heard powerful preaching. We've heard powerful singing We've heard incredibly beautiful music. And listen, when we hear 
it is finished. Consider that the curtain has been torn. The thing that separates people from God. Our sin, our big problem has been dealt with through Jesus Christ. Consider the cross of Jesus. The fullness of his sacrifice. I pray you see it tonight. I pray we see it. The glory of the cross, that which was intended to be shameful, to mock Jesus, is glorious. And I pray that our response of our hearts will be, surely he is the Son of God. There is no one like him. There is no one above him. There is no one who could do what he could do. He is Jesus, it is finished, and surely He is the one and only Son of God. I pray that'll be the, the thing that you say, your response to God tonight, because it is finished. Hallelujah. What good news. Let's pray as we consider this good news, and we consider the great truth that it is finished. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, we praise you that upon the cross you conquered the powers of sin and death. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we are forever in your debt because we have a major problem. We are sinners. You who paid our full debt and so released us from all obligation and penalty for the sins we have committed. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm so thankful. We are thankful. By faith, God, and the confirmation of your Spirit upon us, we claim with you that it is finished. The curtain has been torn in two. The wall of separation torn down. And our debt is paid in full. Oh God, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for so great a victory. We have a major victory in Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for delivering us. We worship you now in our hearts. We say thank you. And we cry out as we look at the cross and we say in our hearts and in our minds, and perhaps even with our voices, surely Jesus is the Son of God. How glorious He is. Oh God, we worship You. Thank You. In Jesus' name, amen.